950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. 952-946-6205. So, uh, Patrick, one of the things I... Do you like the X Files? Are you, are you a person who has occasionally watched the X Files? My mom is working her way through that right now, so I've seen a few episodes. Okay, I I, I watched them all back when they came on out, and I hadn't watched them in twenty years. So I turned on Comet, right, and they carry them. And I got there, so I've been watching a few of them. To tell you who the the audience is, there there are all these ads that pop up during this, uh, during these episodes, talking about. Um, Medicare Advantage within Medicare, basically, it's it's a um, you know the privatization of the Medicare program, and it's interesting because there is an insane push. I have seen hundreds of ads to try to get people to sign up for this, but lately there have been a few news stories out there. I believe there was one in the Reformer, one in MinPost that talked about kind of this is this is something that needs to be regulated a little bit. Kind enough to join us today to talk a little bit about this is Rose Roach. She is board chair for the Healthcare for All Minnesota. She is kind enough to take some time today to talk about these for-profit Medicare Advantage programs uh, that are out there. Uh, Rose, thank you very much, and thanks for coming back to the show. I appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure, because no, there is, I'm, I'm not mistaken, there is a massive push to get people to sign up to these these kind of specialized programs, right? There sure is. Um, brokers actually get higher commissions for steering you towards a Medicare Advantage plan than they do for a Medigap or supplemental plan if you choose traditional Medicare to cover that 20% that traditional Medicare doesn't cover. Can you do me a favor and let's just for everyone kind of go back back to basics. Why don't you explain those two things? What's the difference between the gap coverage and the Medicare Advantage program? Sure. So let's start with Medicare Advantage. Um, It's the misleading name, actually, that's given (laughs) to the privatized portion of Medicare, as you said, right? So it's the portion in which tax dollars are funneled through insurance companies. And trust me, it's a boatload of taxpayer money that is earmarked for health care that isn't necessarily entirely going to health care. So Medicare Advantage really isn't Medicare. Um, and what what happens with traditional Medicare, though, you know, back in 1965 when we passed uh, Medicare, uh, it was an 80-20 plan, meaning Medicare would pay for 80% of the cost of that health care and 20% would come out of pocket. Now, back in 65, that was a lot different in cost, yes. right, than it is nowadays, of course. And so what you do, and I am now a retiree, and I am now Medicare age myself and on Medicare, um, you buy a what's called a supplemental or a Medigap plan that picks up that 20%. And the reason that in the long run is the better way for you to go, understanding it's going to cost you a little bit more, which we've got to fix, okay? I want to make that clear. We've got to fix that. But right now, it does cost you a little more, but in the long run, you're going to be better off because traditional Medicare is basically taken everywhere. Um, you have a lot less hassles with things like prior authorizations and denials of your claims. Uh, and a lot of the things that seniors who are on those plans now are finding out, maybe that Medicare Advantage plan might have been cheap on the front end, but it's costing me a lot of money on the back end. So there is a gap option that comes through Medicare, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, well, and it's, well it's, it's not through Medicare. I mean, you, you get the gap plan the same way you do a Medicare Advantage plan. I mean, you have to buy it on uh-huh. the market. But, but that one, that gap plan generally is a much safer one. 
Medicare Advantage, yeah. th- this is the healthcare industry's backdoor into getting some of this money from the Medicare program, correct? <laughs> exactly. I mean, think about it. When Medicare uh, passed in 1965, one of the reasons it did was because insurance companies didn't want to really uh, have to cover old and sick people. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and boy, if they had a change of heart about that, um, it's kind of like um, I say this often when I talk about this. Back in the 1930s, Willie Sutton was a bank robber, and he was asked, why do you rob banks? And the answer was, because that's where the money is. Well, private equity, Wall Street, and billionaires have figured out Medicare is where the money is. As a matter of fact, they are, the companies that are in our Medicare program, the profiteers, are making two and a half times um, on a Medicare recipient than they are on their commercial market. Enrollee. Oh, so it it actually is more much more profitable for them to get mm-hmm. people on the Medicare Advantage program than even their regular healthcare pre uh, Medicare, correct? Correct. Oh wow. Okay, so well, Humana just decided to leave the commercial market because <laughs> they said that they're making more money off of the public, off of Medicare, Medicaid, all of our you know our, our government are our, our, really their public health programs. They're privatized. There's very little that you can find anymore that truly isn't. So let me okay. So when they when they put in this idea is like okay, we're going to make sure that you know maybe not through Medicare, but there's a gap option there that we're going to authorize that. It sounds like that evolved into two very specific things. How did that happen? I mean, because it would seem to me the entire concept of Medicare is a pretty solid one. And, you know, okay, fine. So it's not perfect because, as you said earlier, you know, he still is 20 percent short. But, you know, you can get that gap coverage. It costs you a little bit more. How does something like that get evolved into a Medicare Advantage where it basically is about, you know, you know, shifting as much money for taxpayer dollars into private coffers? You know, I think really the foundation of that is the foundation of how this is happening in our entire healthcare system. It's this belief, this belief that has no evidence, is not evidence based, <clears throat> excuse me, that somehow we're overusing healthcare in this country. And, um, and we overuse it because if we pay for it on a fee for service basis, which is simply you provide a service, you get the fee for it, right? They they try to demean physicians and our care providers by saying, if you pay them like that, they're going to overuse or overprescribe healthcare. It's absurd and it's insulting, and there's no evidence that shows that, not in any broad sense. And so everything goes into this, well, you know, it's all the government is the problem, right? The solution is the private market. And so they can, the, the private market convinced um, the Congress that they could do it more cost effectively, more efficiently. They could improve quality. They could uh, decrease disparities. None of that has happened. The Kaiser Family Foundation found that, in fact, no, nowhere along the line here has Medicare Advantage ever saved money inside of the Medicare system. Well, it's when you privatize anything, and we can go prisons, yeah. schools, anything like that. You privatize this stuff. The first thing that gets paid is bonuses and, 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 and salaries, executive salaries, which generally are not paid when the government's running a program. So you already are running a deficit the second you sign up to a privatization because that's just how private businesses work. 
And so clearly the government was in on the fix. I think we figured that one out. Yeah, right? yeah. They were in on the fix. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, compl- you're exactly right. And, you know, here's the really astonishing thing about this. Recently, just uh, about a month and a half ago, the Physicians for a National Health Program did this in, um, really intense study around this issue of Medicare Advantage. And you can get there. Uh, you can download this report. It's not that long. It's like 20 pages. Uh, very easy to read. It's called Our Payments, Their Profits. They found that these um, these privatized plans are overbilling uh, Medicare, our Medicare fund, by anywhere from 88 to 140 billion dollars a year. Billion, Matt. If billion, wow. if we took, you know what? It what, what 136 billion dollars a year would wipe out any of us having to pay a Part B Medicare premium. What we need to do is we need to get Congress, the White House. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services to look at this because this is there's exposés all over the place about this. The Office of the Inspector General has found them to be committing fraud. They need we need to claw that money back, put it into traditional Medicare, and make traditional Medicare the option for seniors and the disabled to actually be able to choose. We could wipe out all kinds of these out-of-pocket costs that exist um, in traditional Medicare. We could expand it to make sure it covers dental and vision and hearing because those are the little things they add on Medicare Advantage to hook people in. And then all of a sudden they get sick and then they have to start using the product. And now they're getting claims denials and their physicians are having to fight with insurance companies for hours to get that patient the medication or the procedure or treatment that they need. Rose Roach joining us is uh, Healthcare for All Minnesota, uh, talking about the problems with Medicare Advantage. Let's talk a little bit more about that. You've talked about the amount of fraud and waste here. So basically, if I am a senior and I sign up for a Medicare Advantage program to help offset that 20% that the Medicare doesn't cover – um, generally, and I can tell you from the ads I see, they tell you everything's covered. Vision, dental, everything. You know, you, you'll have everything covered. I mean, they make it sound like this is basically the insurance blanket that you need to wrap yourself into. But it sounds like what, like a lot of these things, most of that is lies and that, you know, they might cover a flu shot, but the reality is, is they're not, they're pretty much not going to cover anything else because once again, they want as much of this money to kind of go into their pocket as possible. Yeah, and I mean, Congress is actually beginning to look into this. They've been having some hearings, particularly around this advertising issue and whether or not that advertising is sort of truth in advertising, <laughs> um, because they are, they have seen, uh, from, I think it was 2021 to 2022, they saw an increase in complaints of, of, um, senior citizens going from like 15,000 complaints in 2021 to over 40,000 complaints in 2022 really focused on misleading um, advertising that people kind of get sucked into. But, you know, you're right. I mean, you know, the reality is if you're a for-profit company in this country, I believe you legally have to make a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what's so insidious because in healthcare, the only way you can do that is take more money in than you pay out. So that has to mean you're going to deny care. Mm -hmm. That is immoral. 
Well, we should not run a healthcare system like that. Well, but when you're talking about what their arguments were, I mean, it's it's the standard thing we hear in this case. They accuse mm-hmm. the, the government's program of doing exactly what they're going to do. There's co- there's cost overrides. We'll get rid of them. The reality is, is there's not really cost overrides. One or two might be a little bit of an issue, but it's a minor problem. But the cost overrides you're going to get with the privatization, they're going to be ob- obsolete. And you know, they're, they're just – it's this this constant sell that you have to privatize things that, you know, we should have learned our lesson on this because this is clearly – and we're talking all taxpayers. It's not just seniors here. All taxpayers right. are getting, you know, screwed over by this. Right. And, you know, we do have some data on this. Traditional Medicare operates at an overhead cost of about 2%. Okay. Maybe even a little less. So two cents. Of every dollar we put in there is getting spent on overhead, 98 cents is getting spent on actual health care. The minute you introduce the private plan, 15% comes right off the top because you may recall, I mean, they get to, they get to say that 15% is our maximum that we will put out in overhead and administrative costs. But when you start to dig in there and see some of the other ways, which one of these ways is something called upcoding, where they literally take a patient and they they pad the diagnostic codes in order to get more money for that patient out of our Medicare fund. I mean, they're depleting the fund. Wow. We could have this thing safe and sound for a long time into the future, forever. But this is, is very uh, worrisome. We well, gotta nip this in the bud. Well, and Rose, if I can say from a personal experience, and now I'm not on Medicaid, Medicare, but I, I had mm-hmm. an, there was a car accident last year. I was involved in that. I just, I'm, there are still outstanding bills on this. And we had one, I mean, you're going to love this one. I was a radiology center and the bill wasn't, I mean, we paid the bill. They said, well, that's not for the, the, the image that they took. It was to pay the individual to look at the image. And I'm like, uh-huh. are you, how are you guys this messed up? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how is it this compartmentalized? And the system as a whole, I mean, I am just saying private insurance is a mess. And that's when you have a case where, I mean, it's cut and dry how it should be paid. In my case, I was hit by another driver. So henceforth, it's pretty clear. When you give them, it it terrifies me to think if you give them the keys to the candy store and let them go roam independently, what kind of mayhem they're doing. Well, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what uh, what is our our biggest concern, and it's you know obviously why we continue to try to fight. To first and foremost, right now, the fight is actually deprivatize our current public health programs. Right? I mean, I don't want Medicare Advantage for all. I want an improved and expanded Medicare for all because I'm telling you, it can run more cost effectively and more efficiently than anything that the private market is trying to do. And I will say this too, um, here in the state of Minnesota, kudos to our legislature um, and, and our governor here in the 2023 session because they have started to tackle this issue. Our Medicaid program is, is you know, got private um, in, it, it, insurance plans in it. About 85% of everybody on Medicaid is in an actual managed care organization, and uh, even our Minnesota care program is privatized. And the legislature put forward some um, good legislation to begin to look at that, to try to figure out where are those, where is the administrative waste really going in these programs, and how do we deprivatize, go to direct contracting between the state and the provider, 
save us money, be able to increase the reimbursement to the providers and cover more people um, much more cost effectively. So that's a really positive thing that our legislature did this year. Well, and and I I think it's it's definitely in a state where you're fighting against the current. But what it's going to take mm-hmm. is, as you said, I mean, I, I think we're getting to the point here. And it's begrudging and foolish. We had a pandemic that kind of showed us what we need to do. We need to get to an efficient, cost-efficient, single-payer system that is that that basically takes care of its people, not the executives at these medical companies that basically are raking in the cash, and in this case, taxpayer cash. And so I think you have to – we definitely need to address this, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you're talking about this because, like I said, I mean, as a person who just saw some of the ads on this – they make it sound like it's oh this is this this is our savior and it sounds like it's anything but Yes, it's all in the details, right? Because yep. um, it may give you that, uh, you know, a twice a year dental checkup. It may give you a, a set of hearing aids. Um, but take a look and see. Can you use this, especially for senior citizens? We're in Minnesota, right? Yep. If you are, if you take the winter and head down south somewhere, <laughs> what happens down there if you get sick or you get injured? Because in some cases, people are finding out suddenly their Medicare Advantage plan doesn't cover any of their costs out of their state of residence. They're finding they're getting twelve, fifteen thousand dollar bills on the back end because all of a sudden, well, we don't cover that. That's not included. Um, so, and, and people get their formularies changed. They're on a you know maintenance drug, and they think, okay, I'm going to go on this plan because it covers that drug, and I only pay a few dollars a month. Next thing they know, and they can do this, Matt. They can change the formulary without notice any time during the plan year. Suddenly, that drug is off of the formulary, and now you're out four or five hundred bucks a month for that maintenance drug. It's insanity. This uh, is not the way to run a healthcare system. If people want more information about your organization, organization healthcare for all Minnesota, where do they go to get that information? Yeah, you go to um, you go to healthcareforallminnesota all one dot org, um, and you will find all kinds of information about um, about Medicare Advantage and how you can help us deprivatize our entire system and actually guarantee health care for everyone. No exceptions. Rose, outstanding information today. Rose Roach from Healthcare for All Minnesota. Rose, thank you very much. I appreciate the time today. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. You Have bet. a good one. You too. Take care. <laughs> 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Ellie Krug joins us when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.